Um, but I'm excited for 2024. Can I say that? Um, I've been saying good morning, happy New Year's, because this morning at 3 a.m. I was awoken by text messages um, by my daughter and son-in-law who live in Australia, who already seen the ball drop, who already seen the fireworks, who's already sending text messages of 2024. So I got on the bandwagon too. And then not only that, I have East Coast family, so they're on it too. And I'm up at 3 a.m. saying Happy New Year. So when I say to you as you're walking through the door, I'm like, Happy New Year. Happy 2024. You know, you just, you get to the point where you're like, it's here. So in my mind, it's here. Because I've been preparing for this season of my life, right? A lot of us know that in 2024, so many people, or in 2023, so many people have gone through some serious stuff, whether it's health issues, whether it's mental health issues, whether it's just paying the bills, whether it's just getting up in the morning to say good morning to your kids. Listen, it's been tough. And I'm not going to stand up here and tell you my wilderness experience was easy. But what I can tell you is that Jesus was with me. And he's never left me. Even though I wanted to run. Even though I wanted to tell him, back off, bro. Back off. I already know what your word says. Yes, I'll be still and know. Yes, you came to give me life and life more abundantly. But when we're in the midst of it, y'all... I sometimes want to drop my mic. <laughs> I want to drop my mic. But anyways, I don't know about you. If you have resolutions, a word from God, you know, those things, every one of us have something we want to prepare for. But when they're telling me, you're going to preach New Year's Eve, I'm all about encouraging. I'm all about saying, you know what, if you didn't make your goals in 2023, y'all, 2020, if we're breathing and we're still alive, we can still fulfill those goals and those plans in 2024. Yes. So I'm just going to ask if you could stand with me in the reading of the word. I know some of you were like, I, I've been worshiping all this time, standing on my feet. But guess what? There is nothing like our God and that we should give him honor in his word. And so I'm going to read from Isaiah 43, 18, 19. And it says, forget the former things. Dwell on the past. Do not dwell on the past. Sorry. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. That's someone's word. I'm making, God's saying, I'm making a way in the wilderness, right? And he says, Dreams in the wasteland. Turn to your neighbor as you sit down. See, he's doing a new thing. 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 I have to keep saying that over and over. Lord, you're going to do a new thing in my family. You're going to do a new thing in our church. You're doing a new thing in our community. It's our confession. It's our confession. Are we going to walk into 2024 ignoring the promises that he made for you and me. I'm not. I'm taking it with me, y'all. I'm taking it with me. You know, I've been just studying about wilderness experience. Lame, I know. But there is something to be taught in a wilderness experience. 
You know, I think of Jesus in the wilderness. I think of Moses in the wilderness. And every time I look back, God has never forsaken them. God has never left them. God was directing their path, whether they liked it or not, whether they wanted this path or not, God was there in the midst of it saying, come on, I got you. Come on, move forward in this, right? So I have been like studying Jacob. I know, lame. Everyone says, oh, the struggle is real. Can you guys say that? The struggle is real. Jacob dealt with so many struggles in his life, whether it be anxiety, whether it be fear, whether it be shame, whether it be imposter syndrome. Am I saying that right? Listen, I work for a counseling office and they say it all the time. And I'm like, ooh, I need that for my preaching tool. Anyways, I looked it up. I looked it up, y'all. I'm not just going to use a word that I didn't know. Um, but listen, he went about doing life afraid of what his brother or his family member may say. He walked around with shame and guilt that he tried to steal and manipulate. But I'm looking at it and I'm saying, there's got to be something on the other side of this. And he not only, we can go through the long list of stuff that Jacob had to go through. But we didn't realize he still, before the foundations of time, he was given a promise. He was given a promise that him and his family and many nations would be blessed because of his line. But yet he was so wrapped up in what everybody else thought, what everybody else was thinking about him. That he didn't get to step into that call that he wanted to step into. I'm going to read from uh, Genesis 32, 22. Or, I'm sorry, Genesis 32, 22 to 30. And it says, the night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants. That's, that's, a, that's a message for another day, okay? And his 11 sons, whoo, 11 sons, <laughs> I can deal with only one of mine, <laughs> anyways, and crossed the ford to Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till, till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of, his, of Jacob's hips, so that, he could, so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with a man. Then a man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not, unless, I will not let go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome, Jacob said. Please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place, Penel, saying, it's, it is because I saw God face to face, yet Yet my life was spared. You know, I, there's so many ways of preaching this message, so many ways of revealing this word to you. But these three things that God was telling me in the new year about Jacob and how he, he processed that. It's like he got alone. Y'all, did you hear that? He sent off his wives. He sent off his possessions. And he's saying, listen, I'm taking all this stuff and I'm moving it out of the way so that no distraction gets in my way. It was a moment where I'm like, 
I could sit for days meditating on how my family should live and how I should do life or how are we going to get this and how are we going to get that. You know, and it's and, and this moment he's saying, you know what, Move. I'm going to move these things forward and I'm going to focus on this. And I love what Jacob did. He got alone with God. And then he wrestled with God. I, I'm not a wrestler, but I do know my brother did not win the state championship because, because of himself. It was because he used me as a wrestling practice, okay? He tried to pin me in every way, and I would fight my way out. And he was great at that because you know why? He was able to figure out different moves to pin his opponent. And I'm looking at Jacob, and I'm like, Man, I know what it's like to sit there for hours trying to get out of a hold, you know. And I'm thinking, Jacob, let go, tap out, do what you do best. So the enemy would want us to do. But I love what Jacob did. He says, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. I'm going to sit and wrestle with you until you bless me. See, I don't know about you, but this season has been the wrestling match of my life. And one great thing I love about doing this work, doing this ministry, doing what God's called me to be, doing motherhood, being a wife, is standing in the midst knowing that I can go to God, get along with God, and wrestle out my problems, wrestle out my issues, wrestle out the things like, listen, I'm not going to move forward until you bless my household. I'm not going to move forward until you show me the visions and the purpose and the dreams you have for me. But then here's this moment where he surrendered because his, his hip got out of socket. I love that moment for Joseph or Jacob. Oh, she went ahead of the game here. Listen, the beautiful part of Jacob's story is he stepped into a new day. He stepped into a new day, maybe with a lip, what I call a G-walk, Nobody gets it, but I do. Gangsters don't walk with a limp for nothing. He's been through some stuff. We've been through some stuff. So if we walk a little different, if we talk a little different, maybe if we even move a little different, slower because I am 46, don't judge me. Listen, Christmas time was crazy, trying to figure out all these things and working and, and running a business. And I said to my husband, I'm like, whew, I'm tired. My body is not happy with me. So rest. So I love this. He, he finds himself stepping into a new day, a new name, a new chapter in a new place. So when he went through this wrestling process, he got alone with God, God began to reveal his name to him, began to reveal his purpose to him, where then he is able to walk out the promises he gave him from day one. From day one, you guys, he was called. From day one, you were called. See, the new thing God wants to do is on the other side of us letting go. 
Did you guys hear that? The new thing he wants to do is on the other side of us letting go. And letting go is a form of surrender. So when we're saying, you know what, you can have my 2023, you can have my finances, you can have my plans, my purpose, the ideas that I had, my 15-year plan, my 10-year plan, my 5-year plan. How about my plan right now? See, listen, Jacob went through a past, a present, and a future. And his future was great. His future was great. It was showing great things. I'm going to share a little bit, three things that I want to share with you. What does surrender look like? Number one, letting go of control. Control. We as humans are so good of holding on to things. Listen, fight or flight, you're on the edge of a mountain, you're going to grip onto it. You're playing a game of tug of war, you're going to grip onto things. You're not going to let it go. This is how God wired us, to not let go. But there's a difference of letting go in this season. This season is letting go in God's hands, not man's hands, not someone else's care, not, not the the marketplace, all those things that we think we're letting go. We're letting go in God's hands. Listen, we're trusting God with our past, our present, and our future. And we're letting go isn't because we want to continue to hold on. Some of us are tired. Some of us are weary. Some of us need God to like, hey, when I'm weak, you're strong in me. We got to remember that our weakness isn't not for our isn't isn't bad, right? It's for our good because we know that when we are weak, God is strong in us. Sorry if I'm preaching passion because guess what? I had to live this out in 2023. And I love that we can go to Jesus. If we ever need someone we can look up to, maybe you don't want to look up to Jacob because of all of his stuff. But if we can look to Jesus, Jesus lived a surrendered life. In John 6, 38, John 6, 38, it says, For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God. I love this part. Who sent me, not do my own will. That's in the NLT. I'm not here to do my own will. I'm doing the will of God who sent me. Surrendered life. He lived that surrendered life that we can mimic in our lives and say, you know what? I'm going to let go of control. Two, letting go of concepts we hold on to. Ooh, I got a lot of concepts in my head. Generational concepts, concepts I created on my own, worldly concepts because I live in this world, right? Christian concepts. Um, we can go days with what kind of concepts we have. But what I do believe, and I feel like our beliefs and our feelings are not matched up against what God says about us. What is the truth of his word, right? Proverbs 3, 5, 1 through 6 says, trust in the Lord. We were going through the book of, of Proverbs, and I just, this kept ringing in my ear. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. 
Some of you are asking, you know, you're at this crossroad and you're asking God, which path should I take? Should I take this career? Should I take this marriage? Should I take this relationship? And God's saying, listen, seek me. Oops, almost hit the wall there. <laughs> seek me. Yep, I'm staying in my box, y'all. I've been carpet box, okay? So it's hard for me to do this. But you know what? It's all about the word for me. So. If I bump this over, forgive me. Um, listen, I remember the years of my, co like, doing vision boards. How many of you are a vision board? No? Well, nowadays there's digital. But back in the days before I became a Christian, I did a vision board. And I loved my vision board. But what I begin to realize is three years into creating that vision board, I didn't see anything happening. And I was angry and I was upset. And I'm like, God, what's going on? I created all these, I cut out all these pictures. I put all these words up. And I felt like this is what you told me to do. And I'm believing you for this. And he said, did you trust me with it? Because what we don't realize is our concepts need to be in the hands of, of Jesus, right? So when our concepts and the things that we're thinking and what we're believing is never the way he thinks it or believes to be. Listen, I got my house five years later. I put a, a house up there. I put a floor plan. Yeah, maybe I didn't get the floor plan that I wanted. But I got the details that I wanted five years later. I put the ministry up but didn't realize the ministry started at home. Teaching two-year-olds in church. And then the ministry, I said, I wanted to travel the world, God. And then he gave me, oh, shouldn't you volunteer at your local shelter first? Oh, was I angry? Because I was saving money. I was praying for the nations. I wanted to go. I did go. Wasn't my timing. It was God's timing. But the thing is with us. Our concepts often get in the way of God's visions and plans for our lives. Because if we're surrendered, if we surrender our concepts to him, he begins to reveal the purposes to us. And, and how did I know that that two-year-old class or, that, or, or homeschooling my kids would be the place, the reason why I'm standing here today? Or maybe the home that I live in, thank you, James Burton, um, the place that I live today would be the place that I would pray for people that were sick or pray for the neighbor girl that didn't feel like her home was a home. Or that my home would be the place where I opened the doors to kids that had broken families that didn't know Jesus. See, it's all for a purpose and all for a plan. Because the neighbors we moved in to that neighborhood have moved out. We're now in a new neighborhood with new people. So God's doing a new work in that neighborhood. And I'm here for it until he moves me. James, I need a new house. Um, <laughs> three. Letting go, continual surrender. You guys, I love this this quote, I was like, I need something profound at the end. And this quote goes, when you think you've surrendered, surrender more. <laughs> S 
surrender more. You want me to surrender more? I've surrendered enough. See, I was able to sit with a table of people coming over to my house. And I'd ask them, what are you letting go in 2024? What are you bringing with you? Because there ain't no room, y'all. You come in with truckloads of stuff. And he's saying, declutter. That's not coming through the doors in 2024. But when I sit there, there the first word they would say is, I'm letting go of this. And I was like, yes. Not that I, not that I want them to let go. But I want them to, to hear it. To say it with your own mouth, which you realize that what the lessons you learned in 2023 are because you needed to take whatever you learned and move forward. Not with the things that you had, not the truckloads of how you got there or how, it, it doesn't matter to God. The shame that took you to where you're at, that doesn't matter to God. He wants your now, your continual surrender. So your surrender in 2022 or 2021, listen, everybody's doing a countdown of how crappy, can I say crappy, these past few years have been. And I'm right there with them. But on the other side of that, I'm like, but God... But, but God came in, came through. See, we were going through hospitalizations in our family, one after another. But then I wanted to rejoice because my son got a promotion. And then there's these moments where you're like, she's dying. She's on her deathbed. But guess what? I see God moving. She's breathing again. Like we're playing tug of war, y'all. Tug of war in a season where we need to be peace. And full of knowing that God's got our back. And it's okay to feel these emotions. Because listen, I was feeling the emotions of a, 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 a family member's daughter dying. Right? And, and you're just trying to like, or a family member dying. Like I'm going through the motions with them. It's not letting up. But I kept reminding myself, God's got us. God hasn't left us. God has continually stood in the dark valleys, the wilderness experience. And you know what? On the other side, we could tell people what he's done for us. How he stood there, how you stood in faith, how you believed for that family member, how you seen sickness be healed, how you seen fear leave the presence of God in this place. Listen, I can talk for days of how God has done great things. And so can you. It is no wonder why gratitude books are selling out. Because church, we got to be in gratitude to what our God is doing. We got to remove all of that so that we can stay function, so that we can move forward in 2024 knowing, you know what? God's got your back, your back, your back, and your back. And you could tell your neighbors the same thing. They don't have to be in your church. They don't have to be in the four walls for you to say that Jesus came for you. And he is still desiring you to come to him. Yes, I love a keyboard moment. Love it. 
Listen, again, we can go to Jesus. Luke 9.23 says, then he said to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my followers, we've, we, we've been doing this series on following Jesus, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily to follow me, daily to follow me. Listen, Jesus is the best example. He said, it's not, okay, I'm going to do this on Sunday and I'm going to do this next week. He's saying, no, daily. Listen, Monday's going to come around and you're going to surrender again. Tuesday's going to come around and you're going to surrender again. Listen, January will be over and now you're hitting February. And guess what? You're going to surrender again. Because that's what Jesus would do. That's what Jesus would do. Listen, and I know you've been listening. Because this place is the most silent place. <laughs> but it says, letting go. We can't hold tightly to the past. That we would miss the new thing God wants to do. Listen, he's showing, showing up and showing off in 2024. The wilderness experience for Jacob was a place of separation, preparation, and revelation. What, what do you mean revelation? Revelation of who we are, who he is. So when we get that revelation, church, there is no devil in hell that can stop us. Now what? You've preached this passionate word, glory. You're moving in whatever you're saying, right? But God is asking each one of us. God is saying, he's calling us to surrender, to trust in this new year. What are you going to surrender? What are you going to trust God with in 2024? If we could just stand, I'm going to close with this one last scripture. And I believe this scripture isn't just <laughs> words on a page. I believe God's calling us to this word. And he's saying to us in Philippians 3, 12 through 17. I admit that I haven't yet occurred the absolute fullness that I'm per pursuing. But I run with passion into this abundance. So that I may reach the purpose for Christ Jesus laid hold of me, to make me his own. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. You hear that? You're not going to accomplish 2024 with your own strength. I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future. Your future is good. He has a plan for your future. It might not be the people you're taking with you in that season. Maybe you've lost loved ones like I have. We can't take them into our future. But we can take what God is calling us to do in this season. And maybe it's to, to rescue those that have been broken in that past season. Listen, there's work to do, church. There is work to do. 
I forget all the past has fastened my heart to the future. Instead, I run straight for the divine invitation to reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripping by the desires, the desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together. Listen, look around you. We're about to advance in 2024. Tell someone you're advancing. You're advancing. You're advancing. And you're not going to do it alone. We're in it together. To reach the victory prize, following one path, one passion, one path, one passion, you guys. My beloved friends, imitate my walk with God and follow those who walk according to the way of life modeled for you. Listen, there's models in this room that you have seen go through all kinds of trials and tribulations, but you see, you've seen them stand. God's saying in this season, model after those that are standing, that are, are holding on, that are gripping on to Jesus, that are letting go of all control, that are stepping into a new thing with God. Sometimes, you know, my best, my favorite part is hanging out with, with new believers. Why? Because gosh, they got passion. They got passion and they believe everything the Bible says. They don't come to you with any dis, well, what about this and what about that? What about those wives he brought across? Right? I know someone's going to ask their parent that. What? What? Two wives? Listen. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. <laughs> Listen, I want to close. I want to close. But before I close, I want to pray for three groups of people. My first group person that I want to talk to pray for is, listen, we can make every New Year's resolution. We can make all these things, but the one thing. Because, you know, New Year resolutions, normally you should have started a long time ago, like Pastor Bill said. But listen, it, it was till daybreak. Listen, you have time. You have time to surrender your life to Christ. That's the best New Year's resolution. That is the best New Year's resolution we can do is surrender our lives to Christ and see what he'll do. See, see what he'll do. Because listen, I have seen the ripple effects of salvation. One person in my home gets saved, the ripple effect of family members getting saved. The ripple effect of your neighbors getting saved. The ripple effect of lives being changed. Because of one yes. One New Year's resolution that you gave your life to Christ. So if that's you, I want to pray for you. Another one is, I want to pray for those that say, I can't let go, Glory. I can't let go. There's got to be a trade-off. There's got to be like, okay, if I let go, then, then instantly God's going to do something. Listen, I can't promise you that. But I promise you that when you let go and you give it to God, your burdens, the shoulders become lighter. The life around you becomes light. Say goodbye to darkness. 
because he's not going to leave you in the dark. Another group I want to pray for is, is trying to change our concepts. Listen, God says, I'm giving you words to transform your mind. There are so many words, ways to do things in life in this season. But God is saying, you know what, I want to do the work, the life with you. Can we do that, church? And if that's you, um, you can just raise your hands. You don't have to come up here. You could just tell God, yeah, that's me. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. That we are surrendering lives to you. That we're saying, you know what, Lord, have your way in our life. Lord, that we seek your face. We wrestle with your words and your promises. Lord, that we would step into 2024, a new place, a new name, a new purpose. Lord, and if those are those that are saying, you know what, I need to surrender my life to Jesus. It is no better time than now. And if you could repeat after me, Jesus, come into my heart. Change me. Mold me. Do whatever you want with this soul. I'm coming in confidence, courage, wisdom in this new season with you in hand. And Jesus, I thank you for tonight or to this it feels like tonight the lights are out. Thank you for this day. Thank you as we walk into 2024. You heard every cry, every moan in someone's heart today, every promise that you've said, every whisper that they have said in this place. Heard out loud, spoken out loud or quiet in their minds. Lord, you know it. And Lord, I just thank you for a new season of your hand in our hands. In Jesus' name, amen.